0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. This morning, we'll be talking about the Murfreesboro City School System. And our guest today is Lisa Trell. And she is the everything from what public relations to grants.
1: Yes, yes,
0: <laughs> Lisa Trell. The lots official of hats.
1: title yeah. is Communications Director and in Strategic Initiatives. But that is that a mouthful, impressive. doesn't it, though? Yeah. yeah, I just do whatever I need to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what are teachers doing this time of year? Because I'm sure they're trying to get ready for class to soon begin, but what does that look like for a teacher?
1: It looks different in each school, but all teachers are back. All of our staff's back. We're doing a lot of in-services. Today is our district in-service day, so they're going over everything from new laws to classroom management to new curriculum, Um, so it is really intense today. Yesterday, it was really based on what the principal wanted to happen in the school, so it looked a little different. Um, A lot of team- building right now a lot of preparing uh, their new classrooms getting ready for the new students Uh, some teachers have changed classrooms over the you know from one school year to the next. And then some teachers haven't been in our schools this um, summer because we have been doing so much renovation and painting and new roofs and new uh, ceilings and uh, the Mitchell and Nielsen teachers, for instance, that has had a total renovation this summer. So they haven't even seen their classroom since last year. So they're just getting set up and um, it's it just, it looks like a bunch of Busy, busy ants building for the future.
0: (laughs) So during the summertime, are teachers allowed to go into their classroom in order to, you know, do little things to decorate or whatever they may want to do?
1: Sure, they are. I mean, obviously, Mitchell Nilsson wasn't this year. Um, You know, Reeves Rogers got a total new rep painted in all of their classrooms and hallways so they had limited time but teachers are allowed we are not encouraging that there are some flex days that they can use to get into the schools but we really want them to take time and uh, be present with their family and have a little downtime but yes they are always there planning Um, our principals you know they were supposed to have a summer but I'm telling you every time I was in a school this um summer there was a principal there as well Uh, i think there's just such a sense of ownership of that classroom and whether you're a principal or a teacher you want to make sure when the school year begins you're prepared you're ready and your kids benefit on that first day
0: now i'm curious because you always hear stories every school year and and you hear the stories around the nation about how teachers are spending their own money in order to buy certain things for their classroom or for their students is Mm -hmm. that something that occurs all the time?
1: I'm sure they do. Uh, We do have, every teacher has a budget for their uh, classroom. Uh, Our community is amazing. Um, There's been so many back-to-school bashes over the last week and a half, and including coming up this weekend, that school supplies are there. Uh, We have so many community partners give us school supplies. So our kids really, if they can't afford to uh, have those new school supplies in that first day, we've got them for them and we want to make sure that they have that because there's nothing better than opening up a brand new box of crayons on your first day or your markers not being dry or you know all of that good stuff uh teachers spend their money on decorating sometimes and um and that's that gives each one of them their personality just like my my office looks like me Um, but we don't want that to be the commonality we we don't want that to be the conversation we're having because we want to make sure that if our teachers have a need we are uh, taking care of that need and if we're not taking care of it our foundation is taking care of it our community our faith-based partners Uh, Scott it is it's just amazing how supported we feel as a school district
0: I know we've had several stories on over the past couple of weeks of different nonprofits and churches who are having backpack drives and then backpack giveaways. I know uh, Barnabas Vision and then I think a church called H3 or something like that.
1: Highway 231 has done it. Oh, I wouldn't even want to start there's naming. There's so many that, uh, and they call us each year and say, "Hey, do you have any specific needs? Uh, we're able to work with them on uh, if there is, you know, if there's really specific needs." But it just, it's just incredible. I know that there is a barbershop this weekend doing free haircuts. Um, so, you know. Again, I cannot tell you how incredibly supportive our community is for our students in making sure that they start the school year off just with a bang, and and we appreciate that so much.
0: And what is it like for those kids who who don't, you know, their parents don't have the money to to buy those extra school supplies? If they don't come to school with those school supplies the first couple of days, is it hard on those children?
1: Uh, It's not, because we've got them ready. Like the, there is no child that's going to be like shunned or or thought less of because their parents. And it's expensive to go back to school. I mean, just be honest. When you you've had children going back to school, by the time you get them their new. Whatever they want, you know, whether it's their clothes or shoes. Shoes was always the big one for us. I mean, my goodness, how how the kids grow out of those shoes! Um, You know, the school supplies should not be on the top of someone's mind to worry about because we do have those, and we make sure that every school has those. So if a new child comes and they don't even know what the school supplies are, the list they'll be it'll be provided to them. So that really when we're talking about parents preparing for school absolutely if you can afford to get those school supplies we want you to but if you can't that shouldn't be a burden let's really concentrate on preparing your child's mind for that back to school time. Making sure they start that routine this week so that next week it's not so hard to get up at six o'clock in the morning to get ready for school. Making sure they have, you know, that ample sleep the night before school begins. And and going forward, it's just hard to get out of that summer routine. So don't worry don't worry about those school supplies. Just make sure that child gets back in that rhythm. So when they get to school they are ready to learn. And, and we're gonna be ready to teach them.
0: And it's hard to get back in that rhythm. Now I, I don't envision kids in K through 5th or 6th grade really staying up all night playing video games. Maybe they do. Mm, You might be surprised. (laughs) I know high schoolers do it. Yeah. And it's tough on them to get back into that routine if they're used to staying up till 4 in the morning playing video
1: games. Well, not only that, but getting up late. Yeah. You know, whether... Getting up late is the the hard part for me you know you get on vacation and all of a sudden instead of waking up at 5 30 or waking up at 6 30 and by the end of vacation or at least for me yeah. it's it's 7 30 you know and it's you're tough. seeing, you're yes. So starting back with that, waking up on time and being prepared, and not being so groggy when you come to school. You know, we will have breakfast at school. We will have lunch at school. We're gonna we're gonna take care of your children, but we need those children ready to learn when they walk in the doors. Great attitudes, uh, not rushed. Um, and again, I I had. I raised a child who mornings was not her friend Uh, and it it took a lot of planning and timing to make sure that by the time she got at school, she was actually awake and not, grumpy now thankfully she has grown out of that but she was not a morning person
0: (laughs) you know it's really funny how some kids are you know even into their teen years Mm -hmm. they are not morning people and then you have some who are and you could have you know one brother one sister one's morning person one's not yes
1: and you know your children so whatever your children are like that's what we need to be preparing for yeah i I know
0: not to talk to my daughter in the morning at all (laughs) Uh, but yeah it it is tough getting back to that schedule and then Figuring out, you know, what time am I going to come home and do homework, and how much time am I going to dedicate to that? Or, well, I'm talking like a kid here, but the parent has to figure that stuff out. Because and
1: do you need a snack before you do homework, or do you need the homework and then a snack? It's it's all kinds of stuff. Getting that schedule back together, it's just difficult, and but it takes just some planning, and it comes pretty easily. Children adapt so easily. So, but speaking of schedules, I I don't want to go too far before reminding everyone we do begin school on Monday. so whether you have a child in school or not, it will probably change your life because school zones are also back on Monday and buses are rolling on Monday. So be prepared for that slowdown in traffic. Make sure you're you're stopping when you see a bus. Don't pass buses. That's just wrong and it's dangerous. Uh, but also know what time your school zone is because we have schools that begin at 7:30 and 8.30. So, um, and I will say we do have one school that is changing times this year. It's Case and Lane. So Case and Lane is a big school and it sits right off of Case and Lane. um, The, the road case and lane. So uh, that will change the traffic patterns there a little bit. Hopefully for the better because now we're going to have scales starting at 7:30 and Case and Lane starting at 8:30. So there won't be so much uh, congestion in that area. But that is a big thing. If you if you live in the Case and Lane area, that school will begin at 830. And we're opening up Case and Lane Pre-K, uh, which is right down the road from it. So that'll have a different school zone time.
0: Again, Lisa Trail with us this morning from the Murfreesboro City Schools. And I know you mentioned vehicles passing buses that are stopped. I've seen that. I know I bet most people have seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. But it is very dangerous because you have kids who may be going, you know, to the left and crossing mm-hmm. the street. That means they're walking right in front of the path of a vehicle. But it does happen.
1: It does. It uh, scares our bus drivers to death. Uh, so I know that the city of Murfreesboro is getting ready to do a campaign on when to stop for buses, and we're going to follow that campaign with the same type of information. So just know that uh, stop if in question. I mean, a lot of people question that, you know, whether there's a divided highway and all that kind of good stuff. Make sure you know those laws and those rules, and um, watch for those children because they're getting back into the routine of getting on a school bus. They're going to be excited. They're gonna be excited at those bus stops so we, it takes us a little bit longer uh, again that first week it takes a little bit longer to get kids on seated and and pulling forward again um, by the end of it it's just like a well old machine
0: <laughs> now I, I recently read an article that talked about how nationwide there is a shortage of truck drivers and bus drivers, and that includes school bus drivers. Absolutely. Are we have a problem
1: here? Oh, yes, absolutely. It is a nationwide issue. Uh, we are fully staffed right now, um, but that changes sometimes you know we have people who retire people who um, may get hurt or just decide they don't want to do it but right now they are fully staffed we did make some adjustments this year just so we could get to that fully staffed position um, one of those things was changing case and lane to the 8:30 bell time that allows the bus drivers who are doing um, can do two routes over there on the west side so they'll do for the 7:30 school and then turn around and Absolutely, start going for that eight thirty school. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, that, that, I don't
0: know how they do that though. That's they
1: do. They may, the bus drivers do two to four uh, routes every morning. Wow. Uh, so they're it's not just drop off one set of kids and go. They they will go back and get a second set, and then they'll go to a different school. So our bus drivers are just they're tremendous as far as knowing their routes and staying on time Uh, so that was one of the things we did change we did uh, expand some of our walk uh, we call it parent responsibility zones in some areas to 0.75 miles Um, the state actually allows for 1.5 miles Um, so we're still at half of that and whenever we expanded those zones we did make sure there was a good walkability path uh, for those uh, schools, and mainly it really affected the schools on the west side. Again, that growth is so large that we just can't keep up with that with our buses uh, to be picking up a child that's, you know, can actually half a mile away from the school that they can.
0: You, you know, thinking back, I, I, we, we probably lived, I don't know, four miles or mm-hmm. so away from school, and uh, I would ride my bike to school, e- oh, even well, though yeah. it's four miles. Yeah. Uh, it seems like, it sounds like a lot or looks like a lot. But it's really not
1: yeah you know i lived out in the country we didn't ride our bike to school but miles but, we, <laughs> but i did sit on a bus for 45 minutes <laughs> so i would take the four mile bike ride any day but um i was very fortunate my mom was a teacher as well so i got to ride with her most of my uh elementary life and then um But the bus always came and got us and brought us home if we needed it. Um, But it is one of those things that is different whenever we're inside of a city and there are walkability zones and the parent responsibility zones. Again, we have ESP, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if parents have a hard time getting those children at a certain time, there's a ESP option for parents. Um, You know, We're trying our best to make sure that um, everyone is ready to go and ready uh, to learn and not inconvenience, but it is working together with parents to make that happen. Now, I know in
0: those areas where kids are you know, going to have to either walk to school or get a ride to school that uh-huh. maybe they didn't have to in the beginning, uh, you were talking about how there's actually sidewalks that go all the way up to the school from these you know streets where the kids live
1: yeah I mean a lot of our neighborhoods are really being created to be those community neighborhoods now that include the sidewalks um, there's a sidewalk that goes you know uh, to overall Creek to case and Lane to scales uh, to Salem has a back sidewalk They're they're not um, looks a little different just cuz they're off that main road um, but yeah we, we really did look at those things and and take into consideration the safety
0: By the way, if you have any questions this morning, you can text those in 615-893-1450. And we do have one question about the school buses. Mm -hmm. When you say you are fully staffed, does that mean you also have backup bus drivers in case there is sickness among the different drivers?
1: they try we have um, all of our administrators at the bus transportation department actually can drive as well so they end up driving a lot and when i say fully stuffed i'm saying we would still hire a bus driver i'm just saying we're ready to we can roll on monday which a lot of uh, school districts could not do that. So we would still like to hire a few drivers. And if you have your CDL and you want to become a bus driver, we will teach you. We will train you. Um, we are so fortunate that on our our buses, we do have bus aides as well. That's very unusual for school districts, but it's important for the safety of those children and allow the bus drivers to drive without that distraction of trying to do uh, make sure kids are in their seat as well. So um, I don't want to overstate that we're fully staffed. I want to say we're ready to roll. But if there's someone who would like to apply for one, I am sure that the transportation team would love to interview you. And again, we do have those backup drivers that actually are our administrators for um, our our transportation department, and they drove buses. A lot last year, a lot, because we do have sickness and it, you know, you wake up at four o'clock and you don't feel well, somebody has to still drive that route. It's not something where we can just not do it. And we were fortunate. We never downed a route last year, which um, was, we, it got close several times, but we never had to down a route. We did run late a few times several times because bus drivers were having to pick up a new route but we're we're trying so if you know a bus driver if you know someone who would like to be trained a bus driver we would love to talk to you
0: now with the city school bus transportation department versus the counties mm-hmm. the city owns their own school buses where the county they contract out that work i guess to individuals who own their own school bus
1: that's correct. So yeah.
0: is, is, I don't know, what's the pay difference? Uh, do you know? It's two
1: totally, I, I could not really have a good conversation about it. It's two totally different thought processes. Um, our transportation department are our employees. So we have a whole lot more uh, conversations and knowledge about what's going on. Um, it And honestly, if you looked across the state, you probably get about a 50-50 split of those school districts that own their buses and those who are contract out Um, it really helps us with field trips and all of those kind of things that the buses are ours and our employees fill a part of murfreesboro city schools
0: i bet Uh, we had one more question here about the school buses (laughs) what would the hours be of work if i were to apply for a job to drive a bus
1: wow that is a question that i just don't have the answer for but you can call our transportation department and talk to mr roan and he could talk to you about that I i honestly do not know um I think it varies.
0: I, I bet. And, and then yeah. you could pick up extra hours by right. doing field right. trips.
1: Right, right. I just don't know the answer to that one, but I can find <laughs> out, or you can call me or call Mr. Run, and he will take care of that.
0: Because it seems like if you weren't working a whole lot of field trips, you literally would be working maybe two or three hours in the morning, two or three hours in the evening. I I, I don't know. I'm trying to...
1: Because well, I think about school begins at 7.30. So those routes, those buses are running before 6. You have to go, you have to inspect your bus, make sure it's going to run. We don't want them bro- broken yeah. down. So there's a whole safety protocol beforehand. Um, then they're on. They're run to that 7.30 school. If you have two routes, you've you've run twice already by 7.30. Wow. You have two more routes to run to that 8.30 school. Um, so now we're to, let's say, 9 o'clock. So we started at 6 or to 9.00 if there's a field trip or whatever, but you have to get back across town to the transportation department. There's I honestly, that's just a question I don't know, <laughs> but we start again at two 30. So you would get your same safety checks and everything, be ready to roll and be at a school by two 30. So it's, it's, so the it's drivers, a full-time job, <laughs> yeah,
0: I, and the drivers—they go to the transportation building to pick up the bus each morning.
1: Uh, not necessarily. Some of the buses are parked strategically around the uh, district so that they can start at the school they're going to be begin.
0: That, that makes it easier, yeah, I guess, yeah. to get around. Okay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So anyway, so that yeah, I think I've told you everything no. I know about transportation. That's right, I, huh? Now I know where my knowledge gap is. I need to go ask a few more questions. <laughs> so, um, but again, we start school on Monday, half day. So in the bell dot time is going to be that half day bell time. So think that um, lunchtime is going to be pretty trafficked with uh, those buses and parents picking up children. Um, our smallest and youngest and newest children begin on Wednesday. That's for kindergarten. So kindergarten begins with the half day. And it's only our kindergarten students that have last names of A through L. And then on Thursday, um, M through Z comes and then on friday everybody is there so uh friday will be the first full day with k through six but those uh first graders through sixth graders are going all week
0: you know if i were a teacher i I think i would want to be somewhere in that k through second grade era because kids are funny at that age
1: they are so funny you're right you're right but there's also a lot of coughs and colds and sticky fingers at that age everybody has a gift and you know that's whatever your age that you love that's where, where you should be
0: we're going to take a short break and then we will be right back lisa trail with us this morning from the Murfreesboro city schools and if you have any questions regarding the city schools you can text those to us now at 615-893-1450 The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. If you need music gear, Music World and Drummer's Den is where you need to be. We have PA equipment, we have microphones, speakers, we have stage lighting, pretty much everything you need at Music World and Drummer's Den. Oh, yes. We've often beat internet prices at Music World and Drummer's Den. We are Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders, like our pastas and many other items, that we used to be able to put them in large pans, and now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up. Or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demusrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demus at Demus's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. CBS News Brief. New York suspected Gilgo Beach serial killer Rex Hewerman has a court appearance on Long Island today. CBS's Errol Barnett reports. The investigation into Huerman also continues in Las Vegas, where police are reviewing unsolved cases to see if there's any connection. But under New York state law, Huerman's DNA cannot be entered into the national database unless he's convicted. Still zero percent containment of California's Mojave Desert fire that's torching Joshua Tree forests in its past. Fire management's Mark Peebles. This is a full suppression fire, 100% full suppression. The guys are going after it really, really hard. The flames being fueled by rapid growth of underbrush from record rainfall. The U.S. women's soccer team lives to play another day at the World Cup in New Zealand. Forward Alex Morgan.
1: We're not happy with the performance we put out there, but at the same time, we're moving on.
0: America avoided upset in a scoreless draw with Portugal. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. With us this morning in studio, Lisa Trell from the Murfreesboro City Schools. And once more, there is a half day that begins this coming Monday. And then after that, you were talking about how last names beginning with an L and, and so forth. So explain that again because that's confusing
1: well that's only for kindergarten students so kindergarten students begin on wednesday with a half day and we take that time for the kindergartners to get to know each other and kind of those um their school so wednesday kindergarten is a half day for students with the last names a through l on thursday it's a half day for students with names m through z And then on Friday, everybody comes to school.
0: And these, again, kindergarten only, right? This
1: is kindergarten only. And all of this is on the website or on your school's website. So it'll tell you exactly what to do. We have kindergarten open houses coming up. We have our regular open houses coming up. So we have so many opportunities for you to ask questions. It's amazing
0: is it that hard for kindergartners these days to you know get into the classroom and get used to it and adjusted
1: it It depends on whether they've gone through pre-k or not so if you've never if they've never been to class yeah it's a little tough um i don't think we'll see as much of that this year a couple of years ago coming out of COVID, it was difficult because they had been so quarantined to their house but we're hopefully past that and so i don't think it'll be as hard this year most uh, of our kindergartners have gone to some type of pre-k or some type of mother's day out or to program like that but it is anxious but you know what it's really as hard on the moms as it is on the kids and we see that all the time and uh next week all of our uh central office staff uh will be there um at the schools helping with those anxiety issues and again most of the time i spend my time just talking to moms and saying it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay
0: (laughs) you know i've got a feeling it's harder on the moms than it is on the child
1: (laughs) it is it really is the children adapt because they get in the classroom and they've got so many fun activities and I just feel sad for the parents who are out there going, oh, my baby just grew uh, up, you know. Well, you know,
0: it, it is that first step in that direction yep. of, you know, continuing education, you know, going yep. to class, going to school. And it does represent, I guess, a big thing for a lot of, a lot of children a and parents. It's a huge
1: thing. And you're either coming in cheering, saying, I've made it, you know, <laughs> no more daycare expenses or whatever, or it's a sad, and it's probably both to most parents. You know, it's like, oh, my baby just grew up, and oh, hallelujah my babies in school so you know, it goes both ways
0: and then on the flip side you have those parents the moms who were stay-at-home moms and all of a sudden it's an empty house during the day oh
1: yeah oh yeah I, it's i'm sure that's has to be difficult as well now is
0: kindergarten is that a full day for all students you know or is it like one of those i don't know if kindergarten ends at 12 noon each day or you no know, it, it's a
1: full day kindergarten after that first week is the same hours as um any other class so they are their arrival and dismissal times are the same as the bell times now
0: for children who were already in school and they're about to go into let's say third or fourth grade uh, but they were already in whatever school zone they're in and same school do they need to re-register
1: yes oh thank you for asking that they really do we need to know they're coming back Um, it's not the days where every child is a returner, sometimes we move, we have a lot of people who live um, in apartments that may live you know, one side of town one, one year and move to the other side for convenience or f- for whatever reason. Uh, we do need them to fill out their registration. Uh, there is a description online about if you're a returning student how to do it or if you're a new student. Please don't just show up because we wanna make sure we are preparing for you in advance we want to make sure you get a a, the child gets a teacher assigned that the teacher has a desk set up for them that if the teacher is supplying the uh, different supplies or whatever she's doing that she's ready Um, you know it's kind of sad when the kids walk in and there's 18 names on a board and your name is not there you know and it's it'll be there but if we know in advance it certainly helps our teachers prepare and it helps us just make sure we have the right teachers in the right schools so that registration is online it just takes a little bit to complete And um, our attendance secretaries are in schools now. So if parents have questions, they can call the schools and the attendance secretaries can walk them through.
0: Now, I'm thinking back. I I don't remember having to re-register my kids into school when they were already enrolled in that school the previous year. So is this something that occurred over the last 10 or so years?
1: Uh, Probably not. You probably probably did and you just don't remember it what, <laughs> it was that re- I probably it, didn't and do it you anyway. probably didn't do it i didn't mean to. i wasn't going to go with that but i was going to say no their, their mom probably did it yep. <laughs> so uh there's an intent to return and that's probably what they called it but it's it's registration so, so uh,
0: all that can be done online though right
1: yes it can be done online but if you're not you know an online kind of person again our schools are open this week go they'll help you
0: and, and when it comes to school i, I know that kindergarten registration, that's one of those really important registrations Mm -hmm. that you need to Mm do right away, I guess, if you haven't done it already.
1: Yes, kindergarten registration is a little bit uh, different. That's a new student registration, so we do need some more information. We need you to verify where you live. Of course, everybody has to verify where they live because we are a zoned school district. Um, And just uh, some other things that we need to make sure that we have in place for kindergarten but don't wait. Like some parents wait until they have all their immunization chart from their pediatrician or something like that. Go ahead and register and just say, we're bringing that to you and, and we'll work with that. So I'd rather have um, 80% of the information and know that your child is coming and get the last 20% the last couple of days as not know your child is coming to school. Because again, parents are waiting to make sure they have it 100% complete and we're It's not necessary
0: now. Before we get to the Educators Hall of Fame, which uh, you guys are taking nominations for, uh, I wanted to mention. I I know last month the state of Tennessee, I think Department of Education, named uh, a Murfreesboro City Schools principal as in the running for Principal of the Year.
1: I know, isn't that amazing? Uh, Not surprising, but very exciting. Don Barts was named as one of the top nine principals in Tennessee. Um, He. Mr. Bartz opened Overall Creek. Um, he worked at Scales prior to that as the assistant principal and principal. He Overall Creek will be 10 years old this year. Really? Believe it or not, it's going to be 10 years old this year. So we are so excited that, that he is in this top category for principal of the year because if you've ever served under him, whether as a teacher or uh, been under his leadership as a student, you know he is incredible incredible in leadership and vision uh mr bart's really brought steam uh, stem to our school district and he was the leader in that as far as elementary schools across the state and getting that tennessee a designation for a stem school so overall creek Um, Has just flourished under him. He has moved to central office this year and is our new assistant superintendent So I think it's very fitting that the last year that he was serving as principal He is serving and being recognized with this his leadership.
0: You know, my daughter went to overall Creek Mm -hmm. I, I guess it was the first year it opened and I'm trying to think back. I think she went there for fifth and sixth grade because mm-hmm. they had sixth grade there. Yes, they did. Uh, but she loved it. I, I mean, it was a very good experience.
1: Yeah, you just can't help but love it over there. It's amazing. Uh, it's a great school. The teachers are incredible. But I, you know what? I could talk about any of our schools and use the same words. But uh, we certainly are proud that Mr. Barch is getting recognized. But, you
0: know, it, it is really Interesting, I guess, to interact with different schools and see how the leadership really Mm -hmm. plays a huge role in all the teachers, their attitudes, what direction they're headed—you know, just all of it.
1: Absolutely, the the principal, the assistant principal, sets a tone for the school, and um, you know that's the reason we really make sure that our principals have the knowledge and the leadership skills to lead. Because uh, you have kids from 400 kids to 1,000 kids, depending on you.
0: That that's tough. It is. I mean, having that many kids, you know, pretty much under your watch, you're talking about a lot of responsibility. But you're also talking about a lot of interacting Mm because you have to interact with the kids, uh, so they get to know you. I, I mean, there's just all of it plays a role and goes together.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. i I truly believe that because not only are you looking at the physical facility of the of the school building but you're looking at the social emotional needs in your school whether it's a child or a teacher uh the educational needs again not only for the children but are you doing the right things for the teachers so they're ready to uh educate as well it's it's an incredible um job to be a principal of a school
0: and and then you know some of those emotional needs of the kids it could be anything from domestic violence in the household mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, the passing of a parent. I'm, I mean, it can be tough and you have to play a lot of roles.
1: You do. Uh, Dr. Duke really uh, put part of our strategic plan that we were going to have those mental health counselors and, you um, in every school and make sure that we had uh, those social emotional needs being met. And this year we are gonna have uh, new care coaches, uh, calm coaches in all of our schools. Uh, these are through grant dollars that uh, I have to say are Ms. Adams and Ms. Frank have worked really hard to make sure we have gotten every grant available to pay for those social emotional resources that we need in our schools. So um, it's it's real, it's, it's real. And we need to make sure that we're taking care of all of them You know, make sure that we're feeding children, and we are, and making sure that we're educating them, and we are, and making sure we're going to them where they are as far as their social emotional needs. And that has been a priority, and it's been amazing how quickly, if you put your focus on something, you can have it achieved.
0: And, and of course, this past week, Murfreesboro City Police, Murfreesboro Fire. They all held training exercises at Overall Creek on everything from active shooter situations to, uh, you know, rescues involving a child who, who may have gotten hurt. And then coincidentally, you know, you have an arrest that was made last week as well involving a, a man who said he was going to harm a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it that just, I think, highlights how important it is for schools to be prepared for anything.
1: Uh, yes, we are blessed to have SROs in every school. And they're there all the time. And our Murfreesboro Police Department and our city council has really put the resources they have made the resources available for our schools so not only are sros there are uh, helping protect our schools but they're there to become uh, build relationships with our students and they're teaching some of the programs through character does matter which is a great program as well so yeah murfreesboro police department we it's the partnership we have with them is just more than we can say our blessings over It's amazing.
0: Now, coming up, the Hall of Fame. Tell us more about that because I know there's a lot of people listening who maybe have had teachers in the past that they just flat out loved and thought, Hung the moon, and they would love to see them nominated for you know that yes, Hall of Fame.
1: Absolutely, and it's not just teachers. There are people in our school districts that are making a difference in a child's life. Uh, last year, our first Hall of Fame, we recognized one of the cafeteria manager at Reeves Rogers, and to hear the stories that were submitted on her behalf, amazing. Uh, so whether they are uh, working in our maintenance department or our nutrition department or a teacher or a teacher's aide or an administrator it doesn't matter think about that person who really changed your life Um, and we want to honor them because that's really the history of Murfreesboro and of Murfreesboro City Schools the teachers are the ones who are really making a difference in the lives so um, everything again I don't want to just go through every different aspect of it but everything is online Uh, they do have they have Had to been retired for over five years, so keep that in mind. That way, they have a little bit of time to 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 enjoy retirement before we pull them back in the spotlight. Uh, We do want those Hall of Fame members to have worked with Murfreesboro City Schools for at least ten years. If you don't know, go ahead and nominate. I'll figure out the details. Uh, But just think about the person in your life, or if you think about the history of Murfreesboro, the person that really did change something for Murfreesboro. Again, last the first year, it was amazing who. Uh, the stories that we had people who led through segregation uh people who uh, just did so incredible work for murfreesboro city schools thinking um beyond what was normal uh we you know superintendents who really put their um kind of job on the line to say this isn't okay anymore we want to keep on moving forward so that hall of fame again we want to preserve that history and if you have an educator or anyone who's worked in murfreesboro city schools that you think needs to be a part of the hall of fame please take time to submit their name how
0: many years has the hall of fame been going on it's relatively new isn't it?
1: last year was our first year okay it was our inaugural year and i can i can tell you again that was one of dr duke's things he really wanted to preserve our history and talk about the educators that have made um this city great so he challenged me last year to to pull it together and um uh, Probably one of the best committees I've ever sat on. So those
0: who received that award of being in the Hall of Fame as a teacher, as a cafeteria worker, or SRO, is their story documented on the city of Murfreesboro website, or where can people read the yes outcome
1: it is on the murfreesboro city schools website and um they can read about them and who received that nomination last year um and then you can also find uh the nominations for this year
0: okay and then on the city schools website that's where people can actually nominate somebody and they have until when
1: they have through the middle of august to do that Um, And there is a nomination form, plus we need two letters uh, of support for that nominee. And if you don't mind, I would like just to talk about the inductees for last year because I wanted to spout them off. I need to look them up because I was afraid I'd forget one person and then I'd just be tongue tied. So uh, Miss Ruth Bowden, which most people know Bowden, uh, she did so much for preschool in Murfreesboro. Um, Bellwood Bowden. Uh, preschool was named after her. Uh, Dr. D Doyle, who was a principal here, um, the stories that people told about her and all the things she did for Reeves Rogers, incredible. Baxter Hobgood, of course, we named a building after him. You know, Mr. Hobgood was a leader. He was a superintendent for our schools. Dr. John Hodge Jones, also a superintendent. Um, Dr. Jones and his family, still incredible people that have really changed the look of Murfreesboro, not just Murfreesboro City Schools. And Dr. Jones was um, known across the state as a leader. Uh, Emma Rogers was a principal. She was the first African-American educator named to the Tennessee Teachers Hall of Fame. That's pretty incredible to think about that. Um, Helen Margaret Salisbury was a supervisor of instruction. And when people talked about her and how, She wanted everything to be right. She wanted teachers to be ready for those. Again, be ready so that you're ready to teach. And she did a great job with that. Mary Catherine Simpson, cafeteria manager at Reeves Rogers Elementary for 30 years. And everyone talked about her made from scratch uh, food, which was like, not just for what the students eat, ate, but she would make it on a regular basis for the staff members. And I'm like, wow, okay, you're already cooking for all these people, and now you're gonna just cook a Thanksgiving meal for the staff that's crazy um, Bertha Snowden who was a principal at Mitchell Nilsen uh, very admired woman Mary scales we hear her name a lot right yeah, but not yeah. necessarily uh, associated with Murfreesboro City Schools but Mary scales was a teacher and she was also uh, served as a councilwoman. Um, so that's amazing uh, Mary Wade was on our school board for so many years she was the first african-american elected school board member in Murfreesboro so When you start seeing these names, you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard of her. I know her. I've heard these stories. And that's the people we want to continue to honor and respect for the work they've done for our students.
0: And uh, looking back, how old is the Murfreesboro City School system?
1: 130. Wow. I should be able to tell you exactly, but over 130 years.
0: You know, I guess I I had no idea it's been around that long. It has been. That's a lot of history.
1: It is. Absolutely.
0: Again, Lisa Trell with us this morning from the Murfreesboro City Schools. And uh, that's going to wrap it up. So if anybody has any questions or if they need to register a child, the website for the city schools is what?
1: Cityschools.net. Pretty easy. (laughs) That is easy. And
0: If you go and type in like Murfreesboro Schools, Chances are you'll pull up another city in North Carolina. (laughs) Make sure you type in TN as well if you Google Yes, (laughs)
1: absolutely.
0: Again, Lisa Trell with us this morning from the City School System. Lisa, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you.